Welcome back to Anime Death Spiral, the only anime podcast that always does its homework. Uh, I'm Nate, and uh, I didn't do my homework this week. Well, I'm not going to let you copy off me this time. Unfortunately, I got suckered in by that brand new uh, Zelda game that's all the rage right now, uh, Breath of the Wild. What have you been doing, Remy? So you were playing video games instead of your homework. Well, I've been playing uh, (laughs) this brand new Legend of Zelda game that everyone has been talking about. Almost to the exclusion of literally everything else. It's been bad. Uh, You've been playing... uh, that uh, Tears of the Kingdom, I believe the kids are calling I've it. been playing this game, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Though no one actually calls it that. You, like, no one... No, it's uh, kind of an unwielding name. Uh, people just call it Zelda. I've been playing that new Zelda. Hey, you playing that new Zelda? Y- you know a game series has really, like, reached cultural canon status when that's how people, like, refer to it out in the wild. Hey, you playing Zelda? Yeah, it was like, it, that was how Halo was, right? Like, they'd be like, you playing that new Halo? There's a new Halo out, and you just say, hey, you playing that new Halo? You playing the new Halo? Bro, bro, you playing that new Halo? You playing new Halo, dog? Duh, bro, we were playing the new Halo? Same with Call of Duty. I mean, really, like, uh, people either call Call of Duty, Call of Duty, or Modern Warfare. Cod Blops. Is that our um, generation's version of, like, our parents calling every console a Nintendo. <laughs> uh, kinda, except we're actually engaging with it. Well, I'm not. I, <laughs> when's the last time I played a Call of Duty game for real? Hey, hey, is you kids playing that new Nintendo? That's actually, for us, that's like Fortnite. It's like, you play those new, <laughs> you got those new Fortnite skins? Oh, look at that. That's cute. Who is that character? They're like, it's, it's like fucking Banana Man, dipshit. <laughs> You don't know Banana Man? Uh, it's Geralt from The Witcher 3. It's, uh, so I have the, the special edition Darth Vader. Uh, he's much better than the regular Darth Vader. Okay. As you can see by the different trends. I, I can make him kill Superman. Watch this. Ha ha ha, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> did you see the, the Peter Griffin in Fortnite? <laughs> it's so awful. I hate it so much. I mean, at what point is Fortnite just going to become like the uh, the Snow Crash metaverse uh, world that it obviously wants to be? Well, Fortnite has always been closer to an actual uh, conception of the metaverse than like any of these fucking tech grifters ever <laughs> tried or even posited that it could be. I mean, Facebook never came close to the kind of metaverse that exists in Fortnite. Yeah. I mean, I'm not commenting on uh on whether or not it was a good movie or book but like at this point ready player one just looks like a very uh extensive Fortnite uh like update pack like it's just it's Fortnite in a couple of editions yeah you know uh Fortnite really is as close to uh ready player one as we're probably ever gonna get right like that's all i see it's like oh it's all just both current and esoteric pop culture references jammed into one space interacting incomprehensibly with each other yeah like do you want to play as an orc from world of warcraft and fuck pac-man well you're in luck <laughs> oh man i cannot i cannot wait for the fortnite uh fuck pack <laughs> yeah Okay, there's like there's there's a curve, right? There's there's a conceptual graph out there uh where uh Fortnite 
and second life merge at like they converge at a single point and that point is fucking yes yeah Yeah. as soon as they as soon as they add in like literal fucking (laughs) into fortnite uh then it's just second life well i don't know if you've checked in on fortnite but you can do a lot of stuff that's not the actual fortniting (laughs) is it a verb now is that what we're calling it those who fortnite do you want to hazard a guess on like which anime characters you can play as in in fortnite oh i i want to say definitely naruto uh probably most of the jump cast or at least one major character from from each of the major series i i would guess that luffy's in there uh maybe zoro yeah i don't know goku you can probably uh, be some of the dragon ball characters you're i mean am i wrong on any of you're these pretty much i mean you're pretty much on it because like yes you can play as goku you can play as vegeta uh, you can play as Kakashi and Naruto. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Can you play as uh, Ichigo from Bleach? Um, I don't think so. They got any Bleach? They got no Bleach? I don't think they have any Bleach. Y- you know, the thing is, Bleach is not as big as these other things because it went away for a while. Oh, hey, 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 they got Chainsaw Man yet? No, they don't have Chainsaw Man. Oh no! That's uh, as soon as they get Chainsaw Man, uh, that's when I'm I'm that's, finally gonna, you're break gonna get and, into it and play Fortnite. <laughs> None of the Naruto characters do it for you. You wouldn't want to play as Sasuke. That's not drawing no, you into I the wanna, game. I, I want to play as uh, Makima. <laughs> okay, like what about? Uh, I don't know who else do they have. Uh, they've got a couple of characters from My Hero Academia. You could play as All Might. How's that sound? Oh sure. Yeah, All Might versus Superman uh, versus Goku. It's in there. Yeah, you could you could literally have that fight right now. That threesome in <laughs> Fortnite, <laughs> if you wanted to. It's truly wild. Yeah, Fortnite is pretty f- as far down the anime death spiral as you can go, in my opinion. Not quite yet because it really it is only limited to like those things. As far as I know, I don't think they have too many more anime characters. Uh, you have. A character from Attack on Titan. A couple Mm -hmm. of them, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, A bunch of characters from Dragon Ball. A couple characters from Naruto. Oh, yeah. And I think that's... I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, I don't know if they have any more anime characters in that. Oh, they got. They're gonna have more. They're gonna have more eventually, and I can. I can name all of them, and I will be one hundred percent accurate. Uh, wait and see, people. Uh, they're gonna have Gundams in there. Uh, mark my words. That'd be pretty sick, actually. I would be pretty into that. Jokes on you. Uh, they're gonna have at least one SD Gundam choice. Oh God. Um, would they have the pilots yeah. too? Like the Gundams and the pilots? Like, could I play as Amaro and his Gundam? Could I make them fight each other? Because that would be really funny. Uh, well, okay, so I don't know how uh, Fortnite works. I don't know if they have vehicles or anything like that. Yes, dude, they um, have fucking so, vehicles, bro. You don't know shit about you do. This is I don't I don't know. I is, I admit it. I don't know shit about Fortnite. This is exactly what I mean by the mom saying Nintendo shit. You don't even know that they have vehicles in Fortnite. You are a hundred thousand years old. Okay, but do they have mechs though? I mean, define mech. Battle suits? Yes, they uh, have battle suits. Okay, well then, yeah, uh, uh, you could absolutely play as as Amaro uh, versus someone else in his in his Gundam. So you just don't think the Gundam would be the actual like character model? You'd think it would be, it would be a battle suit skin. 
Well, so, the, so you either get to be giant, uh, or or you have to shrink the Gundam down to human scale, uh, which is why I put the SD Gundam choice in there. Um, I think that's really funny having a, a like a human sized Gundam fighting a regular guy. <laughs> I think that's really funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. You can get you can get just a skin, a character skin. <laughs> That a human-sized character skin that is Gundam. Absolutely. That's going to be in there. Um, what else? Uh, they're going to put in uh, uh, Gon from Hunter x Hunter. That would be great. Uh, he's going to be in I there. Would love, I would love to play as Gon in, in Fortnite. I think, you know, just based yeah. on the shit that I've seen, like, Gara from Naruto just packing, like, a fucking AK, like, <laughs> just is, like, the funniest shit already. So just seeing little Gon... Uh, like <laughs> whip out like his pistol and drop his shovel on the ground just to like blast some fool in the head get that win get that chicken dinner oh god okay all right here's my big one and then we can move on uh within 10 years uh give myself a wide berth here within 10 years you will be able to play as every Final Fantasy character in Fortnite. I think fan fantasy characters are just too lame for Fortnite. Like maybe Cloud. No, it's gonna be in there. You mark my words. Hold on, I gotta I have to check now. I like it feels like you should be able to play as Sephiroth in Fortnite already, you know what I mean? Well, you know, currently they have that uh what is it, Dissidia? Yes, Dissidia Final Fantasy. Ugh. The, uh, we have uh, Final Fantasy Brawler at home. Way too cool for Final Fantasy Dissidia or Final Fantasy World or whatever that other one is called. Uh, are you talking about Final Fantasy fourteen? No, not not the MMO. I'm clearly not cool enough to play the MMO because you need friends to play that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, ouch. Uh, second of all, <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard very good things about it. I, I'm going to be honest. I've heard very good things. Yeah, of course. People love that shit. We were talking before we started uh, recording the episode of, of doing kind of a dedicated Final Fantasy uh, discussion down the line. So I won't linger too much here, but uh, that is going to happen. Uh, and, and I say that based uh, entirely around the the buzz for this final fantasy 16 that is coming out it's gonna be big i don't know i don't know i i think people are now caught in the the hype cycle of final fantasy rebirth this 16 is gonna come and go while people sit around waiting for chapter two of final fantasy 7 rebirth i think it's a it's just positioned in a weird spot okay they're going to do when 16 comes out within a year of its release they're going to uh uh, have the characters in Fortnite. They're going to do a PS5 remastered version of 15 uh, and and import the characters into Fortnite then. And and when Rebirth Final Fantasy 7 comes out, uh, you will be able to play as as Sephiroth versus uh, Superman. Can you name a single <laughs> character from Final Fantasy 15? Uh, yeah, Noctis. <laughs> And Prompto, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Gladiolus, um, yeah, those are three guys. And and who's the fourth guy? And who could uh, forget the other one? <laughs> and the other one. Yeah, he sucks. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, fuck! I'm gonna defend Ignis. those games. Ignis. Yes, Ignis. Uh, okay, I'm gonna defend those games. I swear to God, until 
My no, God, hey, bro. you know, I I liked it. I didn't even play the DLC that apparently makes it good, and I liked it. I think the DLC finishes that game in a really cool way. I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for 16. Hey, that Devil May Cry dude is doing 16. That's uh, that's got me paying sure, attention. Sure, sure. I kind of like are super ambivalent on like the the fantasy setting. I kind of like. I really like the direction they went with in the in 15 with the like really dumb cyber cyber fantasy future world uh i thought that's really fun and interesting uh because it's like so fucking goofy and weird uh it's got huge flavors of like uh mid to early 80s like uh low budget sci-fi stuff like zardoz and uh and oh man is that that's the one with uh, sean connery and the speedo right uh yes that's the one with the giant head that spits guns yeah (laughs) yes the the penis is evil yeah honestly every character in that movie looks like a final fantasy character (laughs) that's a pretty weird connection to make but okay uh i would say the weirdest connection would be like the main character from Jodorowsky's El Topo is like one of the coolest fucking costume designs that has ever been in a movie. That would be like a great Final Fantasy game. Maybe that, that they should do a Jodorowsky crossover with Fortnite and just have El Topo characters <laughs> and like Holy Mountain oh, characters yeah. in Fortnite. That would be fucking amazing. Yes. Oh my god. Oh. Okay. Well, I don't want to talk about Fortnite anymore. It makes me feel old. Uh, and I could talk about Final Fantasy for too long. Sure, I'll t- let me talk about Spriggan because I watched. Okay, I right. didn't. We talked t- too much about stupid fucking Disney shit. <laughs> I didn't get to talk about Spriggan at least. Uh, we were we were at a real low point uh, then. We uh, you know uh, we're on. Our, I'm on my medication now. I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, I haven't watched any Disney stuff. Is that true? You haven't watched any <laughs> Disney stuff. I feel like that's not true. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think I have. Okay, okay. Well, I watched Spriggan, the original movie. I believe it was, it came out in like 1995, around there, 93, 95 maybe. Uh, directed by Hirotsugu Kawasaki. This is a guy who basically was mentored by uh, Katsuhiro Otomo, uh, which is really cool. It's very, very cool. And he directed... Uh, the Magnetic Rose sequence in Memories, um, which is so fucking cool. That's the three-parter anthology series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just fucking absolutely killer shit. And, uh, you know, and he did a bunch of work on Akira, too. And you can really tell when you watch this, there is a lot of that flavor in here. Unfortunately, like... <laughs> the script kind of sucks shit. I'm going to blame the manga for that. I, I haven't read the manga, but, like... It is it is a uh, brainless action movie through and through, but like it has so much juicy fucking stupid eighties cyberpunk sci-fi action movie flavor in it that it doesn't really matter that the story makes no sense and sucks. Well, so I haven't seen it, but I have seen many segments of it in GIF form, usually. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, displaying that very iconic, like, um, I would call it the the Otomo style. Uh, and so it, it totally clicked in my head when you said that he was kind of like mentored by it, of just the very intricate cybernetic and machine work uh, animation 
uh, like in that very crisp, you know, uh, 60 FPS it, uh, kind of fluidness. Well, it has a lot of fluid fluidity in the animation. It, it looks fucking killer. I mean, there are just incredible yeah. sequences like over and over again in this movie. Uh, you know, it's a shame that there is no characters that you can care about or any kind of connective narrative tissue between those action sequences <laughs> um, because it's basically like... A teenage boy. It's about a cyborg. No, right? it's not a cyborg. There's no cyborgs. He's not a cyborg. No, no, no cyborgs. cyborgs. Okay. Well, actually, there is. There is actually a bunch of evil uh, federal government licensed uh, American cyborgs. There's actually a really <laughs> great like anti-American bent in this movie, which I found very funny. Dope. Basically, like America kidnaps a bunch of children from war zones, drugs them up, and like trains them to be super killers. And our main character is one of them, uh, except the brainwashing accidentally wears off on him when he's a kid, so he, like, escapes and becomes a killer for a completely different organization. But supposedly they're the, they're the good guy organization, so it's, it's actually good that, Hell yeah. that he kills people for the good guys this time. Oh, that sounds very good and cool. I know, it's very good and cool. But also he has to occasionally, like, go to high school because he is a high school team. Uh, with superpowers oh wow what not that not that that matters at all again like there is no narrative in this movie to speak of really uh so we get one scene of him at school and nobody makes a big deal of him being like a super killer or whatever Uh, yeah i mean uh, what are they americans come on am i right no they're japanese of course he goes to a japanese high school (laughs) he's wearing the uniform and everything he even wakes up in the middle of class he's daydreaming about killing uh, as you do. Very 90s thing to be daydreaming about murder at, at your high school. Okay, so where does where does he get his, his uh, school shooter powers? Well, he doesn't get them until after he leaves school because he goes and visits what I have to assume are, like, real characters in the manga, but, like, there is a, a an elderly, absent-minded professor and his, like knockout babe with glasses assistant and these seem like they they're implied to be like actual characters but again there's no narrative in this movie to speak of they give him a super suit that increases his strength and agility and all that stuff uh it also has like a sick ass fucking knife uh that can cut through anything really cool really cool stuff also a grappling hook this motherfucker has a grappling hook dog it's fucking cool shit and uh, when the American cyborgs attack him, he fucking, like, slices their fucking cybernetic arms off and shit. Oh, my God. Oh, just beautiful. Beautiful fight scenes. Beautiful action. It just, oh, it just goes. But, like, you can see there's so much Akira that seeps into this thing. Like, uh, the mm-hmm. sickly psychic teenagers. Not teenagers, like children, the preteens. Uh, there's one of those. Um, in this movie, sure, uh, sure. He he's an American sickly preteen, and his skin's all gray, and he has psychic powers. One of his eye glows red. Oh, okay, little a uh, little old kid. Yeah, he's also a fan of the Houston Rockets for some reason, which I thought was a very funny detail. He's constantly wearing a Houston Rockets tee. I don't know, it's funny to me. Uh, he's got he's got those like fucking metal pipes that dangle out from the back of his skull. 
Uh, he's got a god complex too, which again, like the, you know, these are all accurate shit just going down. You know, he threatens to sure, he, sure. You know, he tries to like awaken an ancient power to destroy the world. You know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. But there are just, I mean, there are so many incredible animated sequences. Uh, uh, there's an entire climactic sequence near the end where they're in this like. Uh, sort of otherworldly chamber where this this incredible power is kept and it defies the laws of physics so he's like he's moving through these spaces where like light reflects in weird ways and like gets disrupted by the space-time continuum and like there are like dinosaurs in there for some reason and like gravity isn't quite the right like direction sometimes and like there's all kinds of like weird uh like extra worldly membranes you have to pass through it it looks amazing i mean it looks incredible the kind of stuff you just do not see anymore so i was just like jaw on the floor the whole time uh even though again not to harp on it but i kind of wished that there was like a single like character you could care about but uh you know whatever whatever it's a it's a tight I want to say 80 minutes of some of the best animation you could absolutely possibly ask for. It's just fucking a good ass time. See, I was uh I was I was thinking about double featuring that pretty soon with uh, uh and Z, which is another uh, Otomo uh, adjacent work. Uh, I believe he executive produced that one. Uh, we may have talked about it last time even uh, both uh, lots of real beautiful animation that I want to that I want to soak my eyes in yeah man but uh, as far as coherent story it's like uh, I don't know uh, I have not read all of all of Akira uh, I have to assume that that maybe the manga makes sense but uh, Steam Boy, uh, that don't make no sense either. Well, I was Steam Boy really is just a remake of Castle in the Sky. I mean, when you think about it, it really there's not that much. That's a good movie. I like that movie. Uh, in fact, you know what? Hold on. You know what? Uh, 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 within the next five years, you will be able to play as Totoro in Fortnite. <laughs> I mean, just saying. Why not? Once once Miyazaki dies, you know, like the fucking floodgates are gonna get open up. All that shit is gonna. Dump oh, out. I can't. Uh, I, uh, I plan. I plan to go back to Japan the week after after he dies, uh, just to see what it, what is going on. Uh, do you really think people would actually give a shit? I feel like you know there is a thing about. Um, do you know you know Wong Kar Wai right? Uh, In the mood for love. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The director. He's 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 a very famous uh, uh, beloved Hong Kong filmmaker, but. I've you know I've read many times like people in Hong Kong like don't give a shit like they don't consider him like the Hong Kong filmmaker and sometimes I wonder about this shit because again you know we are as as the Baka Gaijin we are really in danger of doing the like Japan is anime kind of thing and I gotta think again okay like, to be oh no I I, I understand uh, I understand where you're coming yeah, from totally fair. Yeah. What I will say is that uh, there is no uh, Wong Kar Wai theme park. <laughs> uh, there is a, a Ghibli theme park. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's hard to argue with that. Uh, it, what, I, what I found very funny is that uh, for like 
the last three years they only recently started doing it again but the ghibli museum in in tokyo just said uh no foreigners uh we're not letting in any foreigners uh for like the last two and a half years (laughs) these disrespectful white people god get out get out can't handle it uh that's very funny Uh, well you know uh, they were doing the reasoning is because they were doing reduced um you know uh, amount of people per day per day and they basically just said uh we can only do so many people per day and we want them to be japanese people these this is our heritage can't argue with that I think you could, but I I don't. Maybe yeah. we're not the right people. No, to. yeah, no. It it feels wrong, but I'm just <laughs> gonna back off of this. You know, one. I think there is an argument to make against like denying people entry based on their ethnicity. I think there's an argument <laughs> to not. Do well, when that. you put it that way, <laughs> yes, of course. I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, this seems like one of those things that's not good. But who knows? I, I we're not the right people to be arguing about that i think <laughs> yeah uh, absolutely <laughs> uh, not the right people at uh, all uh, okay you watched you watched the kaguya movie for me basically i did because uh, i didn't want to yes. watch that <laughs> even though i i do why I do uh, hold kaguya. on why uh, why didn't you want to watch it i do love kaguya despite her her uh vicious tendencies towards romance the thing about the movie is kind of a problem I have with most anime movies uh, I don't want to hold a bias against them but especially with the new Spy Family movie coming up which I am excited about but and I think you'll agree with me here uh, from a from a distance they all look like filler right they look like they're killing time yeah yeah uh, well okay so I had I had a lot of critiques with the premise of the movie is that um, one of them that it uh, was filler y- yes yeah uh, more or less uh now i haven't read the manga um you have right you've read all yes of i didn't i didn't read like the last handful of chapters honestly because like my heart couldn't take it i didn't want to end my time with those characters um so i just kind of stopped <laughs> oh i kind of stopped oh they toy story yeah you. a little bit yeah i had i do that a lot <laughs> it's a it's a problem it's a mental illness i have <laughs> Where I think I can like, oh, if I don't read the ch- final chapter, then it's not. Oh, it'll never end. Uh, I really got to stop doing that. It's really harmful. Yeah, they had three seasons of the show that culminated in them uh, confessing to each other on top of the school clock tower. By the way, if your school has a clock tower, uh, you y- you better check where you are in life. Okay, it's not a good sign. Just like um, uh, they tried to make kids wear. Uh, transparent backpacks in the 90s in in america they also had to get rid of all the clock towers after uh, that that one incident (laughs) (laughs) now it's now it's you only really see those in foreign high schools Uh, and so the end of the third season you know they 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 finally get to share their first kiss and you think like okay that's a pretty good point to end it if they're not going to do an entire adaptation of the manga. I don't know how much farther it goes on. It goes on for a um, long time. 
that's what I figured. That's what I kind of got the feeling. So uh, this does, in fact, feel like a tie-over until they get another season ordered, right? right. Because they're already setting up like plot points, uh, uh, putting little fingers out there for stuff okay. like, you know, uh, are they are they going to go to America and study together uh, abroad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me this. Give me the setup for this movie. Okay, the setup for the movie is that it is four days before Christmas Eve, and. Uh, they are kind of settling into the fact that they now are trying to openly acknowledge that they like each other. For those unfamiliar with the plot, it's about two uh, high school uh, overachievers who are trying to get the other one to admit that they are in love first. Uh, that's the that's the general breakdown, I would say, right? Two little dum-dums trying to figure out uh, their, first, their first crush. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and there's lots of uh, internal uh, turmoil and scheming and and much hilarity ensues throughout uh, throughout the course of the yes. series. It is legitimately funny. It is very yeah. funny. Um, uh, it, the whole uh, ramen god subplot is one of my favorite it's very things. Funny. Makes me hungry, to be honest. Yes, incredibly yeah. so. Uh, um, so end of the third season, they they finally kiss. Uh, and so the movie, the setup is that it is four days before Christmas and they are settling into openly acknowledging their feelings for each other. And and Kaguya is describing uh, their first kiss to um, one of the other uh, one of her other female classmates who uh, she knows has boyfriend experience as she calls it and kagi is describing their first kiss and and lets it slip that uh that there's a little tongue action involved hey and and this female classmate uh lets her know that uh actually that's an adult kiss and was like super inappropriate for your first time and now he probably thinks that you're like a crazy sex lust monster. Uh, again, uh, her words, not mine. <laughs> this is not the views of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> this forms the central backbone of the, of the joke that the uh, the ongoing joke that Kaguya gets all of her views on romance from like trashy magazines and ro- and like drama shows. Right, right. <laughs> and so and so this sends her into a. Uh, uh, embarrassment-driven existential crisis uh, because she feel now feels that she's let too much of herself uh, show in front of uh, uh, Miyuki, uh, who's the male lead, uh, even though the entire premise of the show is her, like, getting over that exact thing. Like, we... So this is what I was saying the other day about, like, the entire plot revolves around negative character growth. You have to have a backslide so we can fill in this space with the same recurring tropes and gaps yes. that the show is based around. Yes, and I'm sure I've mentioned this a few times because, again, we do talk about rom-coms a surprising amount. But this is one of the central uh, pitfalls of the genre in that once you have achieved the relationship, 
which is the central defining conflict of all rom-coms. Right. There is only a, one of two ways to progress the story. One of them is that you need to then step all the way back and reestablish the conflict as like, oh, it's weird being in a relationship and now we have to figure out how to be like intimate with each other, which is really just a mini arc of re-getting into the relationship. Or mm-hmm. the relationship becomes endangered and it has to be like, reaffirming the relationship in the face of some kind of crisis right which is usually not the rom-com take because like usually like cheating is involved or like really really weird dramatic shit and it's like a little it overwhelms the gags usually so this this movie and the manga does as well uh, decide to go for a route and go like well now that they are quote unquote on paper like in a relationship they're basically not again and they need to like figure out how to do it Uh, so much so much of this conflict can be resolved just by like talking about your feelings in in a mature manner with the person you care about (laughs) i don't know i don't know try it you can't do Um, that in a rom-com you know this (laughs) i know i know you can't do it but it's just it's like i i just have to turn my brain off because it's like people who say in 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 movies like why don't they just uh, uh why don't they just use a cell phone <laughs> yeah in horror movies yes yeah uh, which has become a huge uh, problem in the horror genre to begin <laughs> now that uh you kind of can't ignore that part so um i just got to turn my brain off for that uh, I'll, I'll admit that sure did you did did you like it was it was it was it good it, it was okay it had a lot of it had yeah, it had some laughs. You know, I like the characters. You know, I think like you, I like these characters genuinely, and I like seeing them interact with each other. Uh, and I, I like the humor that springs from their various personalities, and I think it's got some good jokes in there, for sure. Uh, but as far as, like, uh, depth, uh, it is not meaty uh, at all. Yeah. Because it's just, it's just her you know doing the like oh no i'm scared of being in this new relationship it's something i'm unused to so i'm going to i'm just gonna revert sure sure and how much of that is just you being a fucking decrepit old man who who frankly resents (laughs) young romance uh it's true it's true i do i do think that the youth do not deserve romance but to be fair i also (laughs) think that the elderly elderly do not deserve romance uh old people are gross and also young people don't deserve youth it's wasted on them yeah (laughs) oh god we're caught in the middle it's truly a uh hellscape that that we've aged into god has forsaken us that's basically the conclusion that you reached at the end of this movie yes (laughs) okay the you know the premise of the movie is is just hijinks while trying to get to a place of of mutual acknowledgement on christmas eve because that's the romance night yeah weird they have the weird thing where like christmas eve is like a big couples thing which is, seems very much like yeah. uh, like one of those like completely manufactured. I mean, Christmas is entirely manufactured over yeah, there. Yeah, just it's, like Halloween you know. <laughs> and all the weird shit yeah. that uh, U.S. soldiers basically like imported over into Japan and uh, turned out to be a great marketing opportunity. Uh, I'll be damned if they don't have some good KFC though. Oh boy. Okay. Well, let's let's take a break. And, <laughs> all right. Let's take a yeah. break. Let's take a break. We'll regroup. 
Okay, all right. Uh, welcome back to Anime Death Spiral. Welcome back to Anime Death Spiral. Welcome back to Anime Death Spiral. <laughs> welcome back. All right. Am I stepping on your thing? <laughs> Do you want to go ahead and reintroduce us while you're at it? <laughs> uh, okay. I. You know what is that thing that we all keep saying are is the the bad the bad thing in in anime the bad the bad thing that we don't like. Uh, you, you know the one. Yo, the yeah. What's that about? one bad thing that we don't like in anime? Uh, refresh me. <laughs> refresh my memory. Uh, let's go down the list really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, the 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 big bad thing that I think, uh, strangely enough, we actually agree with most anime fans on, uh, and is something that I I I really kind of had to put my foot down on with like the new season of Chainsaw Man, where people were like, "Well, Mappa's starting to really get good with the with the uh, CG." Oh, uh, okay, of course, the stuff. CG stuff. Yes, yes. You know, I've never been a fan. Um, They've they've done some really egregious stuff over the years that have that has turned me off of the format. No one's super gotten it right from the anime sector in my no. mind yet. You know, it's very weird that they they keep trying, and I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of people talking about how they've basically replaced all vehicle animation with just CGI vehicles. So whenever you see a helicopter, yeah. or a fucking car sequence, I've it's noticed. just CGI now. Yeah, it's impossible not to. You know, the worst ones is, like, when they replace, like, big monsters with the CGI. It just looks not good. No. Well, okay, so, uh, like, I, they, they did those really bad CGI Berserk movies not too long ago. Oh, uh, Christ. Those no, really not bad. the movies. The, the TV show. Or, yeah, the, the TV show. Berserk show is all CGI, and it is fucking garbage it is actually repellent god damn i hated that everybody did i was really not a fan of the way mappa adapted um dora hidoro um it it was really disappointed to see such a uh idiosyncratic style i mean i guess it looked okay but i just don't think it looks good that way as a 3d model well unfortunately i will i will go to bat for that because yes again i wish it wasn't as cgi as it was but i like that show and i'm really pulling for them to return to that even though i'm certain they won't hasn't it been uh, like I four really years want. yeah it has it has uh but it's also been like four years between jujitsu kaisen seasons remember oh shit has it been that long uh yeah yeah we know it blew my mind recently actually uh, and this is this is what had me thinking about this whole CGI mess. I went and saw the new Spider-Verse movie. Yeah. I, went and saw it. I saw the movie. Holy shit. And when it ended, I turned to my friend that I was watching it with, and she said, can you believe it's been five years since the first movie? And I said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop lying to me. Don't say that kind of thing to me. Don't say that to me. I don't like... To hear that thing, you are lying. Uh, but tragically, uh, she was not lying. <laughs> it has been five years uh, between Spider Verses. Um, so yeah, this is this is not. It's not unreasonable to think that you know something might come back. I mean, I was uh, I was uh, very impressed by that first one. I went and saw it twice in theaters. Uh, it was a juicy, meaty visual experience. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was one of my favorite 
theater experiences in a long time. Yes, and and actually, I I think I am gonna go back and watch the the IMAX version of the new one pretty soon here. Not just because like one of the sixteen year olds that ran the theater like I think like did not uh, set up the sound properly in our in our screening. Hey, he didn't give me the good movie. Yeah, uh, I didn't appreciate that. Uh, but whatever, it doesn't matter because looking at it is frankly enough to uh, send you into a, a state of uh, bliss. But my point being here is that, you know, I think not to really go like flip the switch and go full weeb mode, but like anime as the animation art form, as the vanguard of animation as an art form, has pretty much been uh, dominant in in that in the 2d realm i mean we kind of took the crown from america long long ago uh you know especially as disney who was our our fucking champ in the ring just you know fell on its ass uh has pretty much given up on 2d as a as an art form which is pretty sad i it makes me sad to think about um as they as they move into the 3d cgi space I'm sorry. The way the way you phrased that just made me imagine like uh, I, I really want uh, Walt Disney to be a character that shows up in Record of Ragnarok at some point. That would be great. Yeah, and he's fighting he's fighting the god of anime, Osamu Tezuka. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tezuka versus <laughs> uh, Walt Disney. Yeah, that would be. Frankly, I'm ta- I'm taking Disney in that fight because he was a ruthless piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he would bite, go under the belt. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Oh yeah, that fucking piece of shit. Anyway, with some exceptions though, they we have kind of stepped up into the CGI space. I mean, obviously we stepped into it with the Toy Story shit and blew everybody's mind. But in Japan, we haven't really seen that many like great CGI movies. I've talked recently about the the Lupin the Third, the first movie being basically uh, as good as a, a CGI anime movie can look. I think in that traditional style in the like i'm doing the pixar thing but with anime characters in it sure but fucking spider-man into the spider-verse came out five years ago and it fucking changed everything yeah i mean uh if you haven't seen it people go watch it because uh oh man uh, uh best spider-man movie uh, hands down. Well, I, I can't imagine there's anyone who hasn't seen it. Frankly, I, I, it's, it's really difficult to imagine somebody missed out on that movie because it is uh, one of the rare perfect movies. And I did watch the first one again pretty recently at home, and it fucking slaps, man. It still hits. It hits hard. Oh it hell yeah! I've got it on Blu-ray good. in my theater setup with the surround yeah. sound. Oh God man. Damn. It fucking rules. And uh, the second one absolutely fucking rules, too. It, it was really, really great. And I'm excited for that third one, like, a lot. I cannot wait that we are going to have, like, a full, like, six hours of this animation style. It's fucking amazing. But the thing that I, I'm really, really uh, interested in is the way that Spider-Verse made uh, CGI look, like, handcrafted again. It made it look uh, like animation, you know, it, and it brings in 
the stop motion look it brings in the the two-dimensional you know cartoonish look it brings in the best that cgi stuff has to offer it it invents its own techniques which all look fucking great and it just reminded me that these are things these are now problems that have been solved and and it, they push them even further in this movie the especially the making cgi look two-dimensional but retaining those things that actually look like hand-drawn animation sure uh, and yeah. it reminds me like these are techniques that can be applied to anime and i i it, there's a part of me that's cynical here where it's like well all these anime dudes just got their fucking pants pulled down in public like got their fucking asses spanked <laughs> by a spider-man movie uh, all of their horrible CGI attempts, which makes me really sad. But the positive side of me is like Spider-Verse is blowing up. It is fucking everywhere. Everyone has seen this movie. Uh, everyone's going to see the sequel and everyone's going to see the sequel to the sequel. I know it in to be a fact. And what's incredibly exciting to me as an anime uh, consumer uh, is the anime? Yeah, no, yeah. You uh, you own up to it, you little piggy. Oh fuck! I hate I hate saying that. I wish there was anime enjoyer, appreciator. Now you all eat all your these, fucking slop. All these fucking terms are tainted. I it's awful. I fucking hate anime. <laughs> I can't stand. It. Anyway, what excites me is the idea of basically uh, animation anime people learning from these movies and. Fixing CGI in anime. I see it now. I see it so clearly in my mind's eye. This is how to do it. And thinking about those techniques being pulled into anime and like fixing those like awful fucking times when they cut to a thing and it's like fully CG and it looks like shit compared to all the like the 2D drawn stuff that's around it or like when they pan the camera out and the environment is CGI for some reason and it just looks bizarre seeing those things fixed using these Spider-Verse techniques makes me truly truly excited again for like the future uh, of anime animation whereas like I think a lot of us have been at least us maybe again because we're old pieces of shit crumbling to dust but like <laughs> have been lamenting and this is sort of the connection with Spriggan that I was thinking about was like lamenting the death of that kind of fully developed like behemoth of perfected animation techniques uh, kind of being phased out and now that we have something that is truly like full of vitality and is new and is interesting and is like f just pushing everything forward into like an exciting future uh it makes me not g give up hope for the future of animation it makes me super excited for these things to be applied to anime and see something in anime that is completely new and original and unique and interesting i'm like fucking pumped Oh, man. Uh, mostly because that movie just fucking kicks ass and <laughs> i'm just watching that shit in theaters is like it was just such an incredible experience i was like so fucking high off that movie uh, yeah off the movie off that movie it was great it was fucking great i mean i was a little you know, drunk you know who i'd like to see <laughs> so you know who i'd like to see take a crack at that spider-verse animation who is that yeah uh, i think trigger would do a big old meaty smokable bowl of a of a cartoon 
uh, with that you know, stuff. That, it's interesting you say that because I do think like Trigger is kind of the the fucking last holdout of like the fully 2D like dedication to the actual animation artistic form. Uh, I see I see Mappa as the one pushing forward into this new CGI future, like I said, with the Chainsaw Man stuff and, and a lot of their stuff, you know, the Dorohei Dora. Imagine Dorohei Dora season two applying these Spider-Verse techniques. I mean, if that's not something to get excited about, I don't know, like, what the fuck anime is even going to be in the future, because I think that yeah, is... Yeah, actually, yeah, Dorohei Dora uh, specifically, uh, I think would make a great candidate for adapting to that style. That would be... Uh, a big old treat for me, I think. It would be fucking amazing. Uh, just thinking about it right now, just trying to picture it in my mind, makes me like kind of start sweating a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> like, man, I'm, I, I, I'm getting uh, uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting a little uh, uh, touch of the vapors thinking about that one. It's it's sort of like you know I've said half jokingly for a long time that like Ghibli Studios would make the best Berserk movie. <laughs> I, I kind of think like like uh, Sony, the Sony Pictures guys doing Spider Verse would make the best Dora Doro season. Like, oh hell yeah, hell <laughs> I yeah! I think they really would like clash in a fucking amazing way. So I just that is my spiel. I saw Spider Verse and I'm still super fucking high off it. And I think uh, like seeing the future of animation like bubbling up from the surface of that thing is just it's gotten me like way too sincere about how much i love animation again <laughs> it's just fucking amazing it's so good yeah hey, i really uh I, I like i said before i'm a big enjoyer of the first one uh i really i have not uh i have not made the jump back to back to in-person theaters yet this one got you out in the open huh Actually, no, it was Scream that got me. I went and saw Scream 6 in the theater. Uh, that was the first movie I'd seen in like three years. In oh, the wow. Because uh, I love Scream, and it was worth it. Scream's good. Love a Scream. Fucking, they just kick ass. Do what uh, Ito. Ito could do a good uh, manga adaptation to Scream, I think. That'd be funny. Uh, He's more of a creature feature guy. I don't really see him doing the, the whodunit thriller style, really. I mean, no? He's a creature guy. You don't count Ghostface as a creature? Ghostface is 100% not a creature, my dude. Ghostface is not a creature. He's a slasher. And he's not even a creature slasher. He's not a Freddy or a Jason. He is like, uh, he is a, he was more of a Michael. Uh, I think Michael's more Jason than, than Ghostface. Well, yes, Michael, Michael is the connective tissue. But Michael is a, is a guy who just walks around and stabs people. <laughs> he has no other properties. Yeah, he doesn't really do anything else. Jason has, over the years, turned into, like, a full-on, like, creature. He got uh, bigger and bigger as the movies went on. Um, he became so strong he could, like, rip human beings in half, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, he could he could get set on fire and like blown up with rocket launchers and shit and still survive. Uh, he came back from hell. Technically, does that uh, does that make it an isekai? No, because he came back. I mean, okay, so then what about uh, uh, Ojisan? Uh, what is that? Ojisan isekai Ojisan? Yeah, actually, I, I've I've watched. I went and watched a couple of clips of that just to see what it is, and it is almost ninety percent set in the other world. So it really, really, is, it's a it's a misleading title. Oh, that's uh, 
Uh, that's disappointing. I thought it was about him coming back from another I world. I know, I know. Um, which I think is a much funnier concept. My version of that story is so much better than what they ended up doing. I, <laughs> I w- I'm never going to stop saying that. The idea of a guy waking up from a coma and just... It's a slice of life story of a guy hanging out with his weird uncle who keeps telling him like these stories about like weird shit he did in his dream, but he thinks it's super real. What a great show that would have been. That would have been amazing. Life lessons. Yeah, I just think that would have been one of the best uh, isekais ever. Just sidestepping all the bad isekai tropes just to make it like a heartwarming story about a kid bonding with his uncle oh why why oh let me let me fucking write this shit oh my god uh okay well speaking of let's let's take a let's take another break uh and then we can get into (laughs) some writing stuff okay sounds good okay guys speaking of uh how much better i am at writing than most people <laughs> who write stupid anime shit oh god that's really gonna get me in trouble hey, be careful your stop. hubris is showing i really have to stop saying shit like that it really is gonna get me in trouble <laughs> um <laughs> I, I i uh i'm not gonna back off though you know what self-confidence is really in right now so we wanted to touch base with uh, our Shonen King project, and I went ahead and I wrote up a little bit of the Shonen King. Uh, we wanted to we wanted to brainstorm, but now I want to like go over this first section. Just section is maybe a little too much. It's not very much, but go over it, then go into like what's coming next. You know, um, so let's do uh, let's shift into our, our performance mode. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. And Nate and I, why don't we do a little bit of uh, of a dramatic reading for you um, from our script. Uh, you ready, Nate? <clears throat> as ready as I'll ever be. All right. Then let's do this. Anime Death Spiral Theater presents The King Shonen, uh, working title. We begin with a flashback. Danny. Dad! A snowstorm sounds. Danny's mother is crying. Jack. Danny, run! Weird monster growling, ominous sounds. Danny, Dad, no, please come with us! More weird monster growling. Jack, struggling to speak through growling. Danny, I can't fight it! Sounds of Danny sobbing and crunching through snow. Uh, Daddy, no, Dad, it's not you! It wasn't you! Ominous sounds grow louder. Jack, I'm sorry, Danny, I'm... I was... Too weak, but you. All other sounds but Jack's voice fade. Jack. Danny. 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 Be strong. Jack's voice echoes and fades away. Danny. No. Dad. The flashback reverb fades as Danny cries out, bringing us into the present. 
As it fades, classroom sounds fade in, the sounds of a teacher and classmates whispering to each other. But Danny's cry interrupts the sounds. Teacher. Renosuke. Torinosuke, wake up! Danny struggles to snap out of his dream state. Danny. Huh? Classmates laugh at him. Classmate one. Creepy Torinosuke is having bad dreams in class again. Classmate two. His imaginary friend must have kept him up all night. Mean laughter. (laughs) Teacher. Hey, quiet all of you. Back to the lesson. Regular classroom sounds continue. Danny, under his breath. Not again. Danny, now in voiceover. It's been four years already and I'm still having the dreams. Four years since I lost my dad in that accident. My memory is so hazy, I still can't put it all together in my mind. It's strange, but it feels so much more vivid in the dreams. If only Mom would talk to me about it. I know she's keeping something from me, but, well, she's not the only one keeping secrets. Lunch bell rings. Student sounds grow loud as kids prepare for break. Harold. Sleeping again, Torinosuke-san? Come on, they're gonna sell out of the cherry pie breads if we don't move it. Oh, did you see this week's Young Jump? There's a gravure model that looks just like Franny. <laughs> and the poses. <laughs> Harold is shoved from behind by Billy Nolan. Billy. Well, I'll be. Is that the truth, Ladichi? Let me see that. Billy grabs the magazine. All right, it's, uh, it's uh, a hard break. But you get the idea. Now, this is at the point where we're going to introduce uh, the classroom bullies. Obviously, Billy Nolan is a big bully. We're probably going to have... Um, uh, who else is in his Brad Pack? We've got, um, obviously, the kids from It. Oh, sure. Uh, Belch yeah. and... So, yeah. So, Belch and, and Patrick and Henry uh, is going to be part of Billy's crew. Also, let's see the Billy, of course, being um, the the main bully from Carrie. Yes, who's the main uh, bully from uh, the car one? Christine. Uh, Christine, the yeah. car one. Christine. Yeah. Well, the kid that pulls the knife on him is the main bully in that movie. I think that guy is. Uh, I think his name is Buddy. Buddy, which is a very fifties evil fifties greaser name. Oh, Buddy. for sure. Hey, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Buddy. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. So those are our kind of our main bullies, unless you can think of some other ones. There's no, you know, there's not really a bully in The Shining. Uh, what about the greaser bullies from uh Sometimes They Come Back? <laughs> That's a isn't that kind of a late Steven? 90s for sure. Yeah, 90s Steven. Ugh. Uh, I was thinking, uh, you know, are there any good bullies from Salem's Lot? But there are the twins. (laughs) Hold on. I just Googled Stephen King bullies, and uh, (laughs) the one at the top of this list is is Randall Flagg. And I think technically that's true. (laughs) Yeah, that Randall, he's such a big bully. Uh, I mean, he's technically the biggest bully, right? He's pretty big bully. He's up there. Uh, with the biggest bullies. So that's kind of where we're at. So bullies. We've got Billy Nolan. We've got Henry Bowers. We've got Patrick Hockstetter. Belch. Uh, what else do we say? 
twins from Salem's. Yeah. Lot. Yeah. Now, well, let's work from what we have just right here. So the third thing is we have the bullies. I want to just really quickly run the classmates. Obviously, we have um, Danny. We've got uh, Harold Lauder. We've got Carrie. Um, we've got Arnie Cunningham. And uh, his his jock friend, whose name I forgot. Uh, what's his, What's that kid's name? The jock friend. Let's see. Dennis. It was Dennis. Dennis. Yeah, Dennis. Dennis. Shit. Who else? Who else should be a classmate? Huh. Good question. Now, of course, uh, Mark. Mark is the transfer student who comes in. Yeah. From uh, Salem's Lot. Yep. Well, the uh, it kids. Uh, what about them? I was so I was thinking that they since they're younger, right? They're not even in high school yet. You can age them up, though. I'm just saying that's an option. I was thinking it would be fun if they were like j- the junior high kids and we had them having a parallel story oh. that intersects with our Danny story. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? So, we'll have the, our main our main quote-unquote good guys I think for for Danny's classmates will be Danny, Harold, Carrie, Arnie, Dennis and Mark. Now, we know that Harold is going to succumb and turn to the dark side. Mm-hmm, we know mm-hmm. that Carrie is going to start off kind of in the dark side and come to the light. She's going to get that coveted uh, redemption villain arc. Yes. Arnie is going to have a similar arc where he's going to start off good, become bad, then turn out to be good. Dennis is just a good guy. He's like a weirdly good guy for a jock. And then uh, Mark is obviously going to be the good guy badass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a pretty good stable. What do you think? Should we add anybody to that stable while we're while we're at it? While we're thinking about it, uh, it'll come to me. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, that that it, it might happen. Uh, but I think that covers most uh, most of the major ones, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I think that pretty much covers it, though. Yeah. For this is a pretty good lineup. Uh, I think for our immediate, from where we left off here, so right now where we're at, we are introduced uh, Danny and his main conflict, essentially. We've introduced Harold as his annoying, uh, pervy best friend. We've introduced Billy, and we will introduce the rest of his kind of villains, and they're going to be picking on Carrie. Now, are the, are the bullies going to have kind of like, uh, are they just going to be bullies, or are they going to do like kind of like a mini-boss structure type thing? Well, they're going to be kind of our delinquents, but because they're not supernatural in any way, we're going to kind of be using them as sort of like more of NPC fodder, I think, for the most part. Sure. Okay. Um, they are going to be they are going to be the non-supernatural threat, but as we move into the supernatural, they're obviously going to become pretty irrelevant. Mostly just doing delinquent stuff. So for the rest of the scene, here's what I'm picturing. You can kind of bounce off me here. We see the bullies kind of leave. Uh, you know, uh, we have uh, Dennis come in and save save Danny and Harold. He comes in and says, "Hey, bullies, uh, cut it out. I'm like an I'm a, I'm a normal guy. You can't bully me." He comes and saves him, and then the bullies move on, and they they go back to their main victim, which is Carrie, who has no friends, and she's like the creepy, gloomy girl. Sure. Uh, uh, by the way, already hands down, number one favorite fan character. Oh, I love Carrie. I mean, just in general. And I think in this, she's going to be fucking fantastic. Do you remember in Diamond is Unbreakable, 
um, Koichi's, the girl who becomes obsessed with Koichi, who has the tendril hair. Yeah. That's pretty much what I think of as Carrie. Uh, uh, except uh, without uh, the uh, weird, uh, like, Yandere thing. So they go and pick on Carrie, and that's how we introduce the rest of the bullies and Carrie and her dynamic. And and Danny and Harold uh, kind of feeling like, kind of like powerless and a little bit of cowards because they don't step up and do anything. Very mm-hmm. traditional shonen, right? Sure. Then they move on and we get kind of our, we get our, uh, our, our meetup with the rest of the classmates, their friends. Um, that's going to be, uh, they're going to go and have lunch, right. And discuss sort of the, the setup for the entire story mm-hmm. with their friends, Arnie, Dennis, Harold, the, the nerd, and Danny. the, the not nerd squad, but like the, the, I'll call them the, the pro tag group. The protag group. Yeah. So they meet up. Uh, they're going to eat lunch together. They're kind of discuss the the setting and the setup for the story. When they come back from lunch, the teacher introduces the mysterious new transfer student, right? Okay, let me ask you this. Is the teacher the guy from uh, Children of the Corn? Which guy? Though, you know what? We didn't even mention the Children of the Corn kids. Some of them could be in there. Oh, sure. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, what's, his, what's his name? Malachi? He could be the Malachi. creepy religious kid at the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, big occult kid. Yeah, uh, I like that. Was it ju- just Linda Hamilton? I thought there was a male lead in Children of the Corn. There is. Linda Hamilton and her boyfriend. I forget the dude's name. Yeah, wasn't her boyfriend like... The reason they were they were driving through that town is because he was going to a job interview to be a teacher. Was he a teacher? Yeah, well, that could be a fun fit. Okay, no, that's okay. A, that that what that's what made him a Stephen King. Well, there are certainly a wide variety of uh, teachers. You know, because um, Stephen famously uh, was a teacher for several years and 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 hated it and wanted to brutally murder his students. Yes, yes, uh, and of course, uh, Danny's father. A pretty famously a teacher who gets fired for beating his student in the parking lot if we uh if we remember the backstory to that book yeah i think stephen um, uh king actually uh, allegedly did get in trouble for 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 physically assaulting a student i think that was real <laughs> i hope not but but who knows anyway so i think that's the the teacher uh, we come back. The kids are all around. The teacher introduces the mysterious new transfer student, Mark, right? Mm-hmm. He asks him to introduce himself, and Mark's like, I'm not here to make friends or whatever. You know, whatever the mysterious transfer student says. I'm only here to get more powerful. Yeah, Mark takes uh, the only empty seat in the class, which just happens to be next to Danny down at the back of the room. The the protag uh, and protag adjacent slots. Yes, uh, Danny can't help but notice Mark's uh, powerful aura and also that he has, like, I don't know, fucking vampire stakes in his backpack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he can sense his powerful uh, shining key. Yeah. Uh, and then Mark says some cryptic shit to brush off Danny's curiosity. And then um, we can kind of call it there. I think that's the end of the scene. And then later on, like, Dan, we'll have, we'll have Danny at home with mom and they'll they'll have some kind of conversation to yeah, lay I think that's a, that's important i think that uh we really need to focus on 
on humanizing Danny as our as our focal character. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Well, I want to get into the granular shit, but I think that's that's pretty good for where we are. We're gonna work on that rest. We're gonna finish up this scene. We're gonna start moving into like some of the battle stuff. I think the next time we talk about this, we'll have uh, we'll have some uh, some nice soup stock going, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's I want to. I want to get in there. Yeah. All right. Well, I th- I think that's uh, that's a lot of stuff. That was a lot of stuff. Uh, was that a lot of stuff? You let us know, dear listener. We're concerned. We want to know. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, uh, I hope you I hope you enjoyed sitting on the couch with us again, our beautiful and handsome listeners. Uh, uh, I, I do, I guess I, I want to jump in and say that we're, you know, 13, 14 episodes going in on this thing now, and it's like, is there uh, anything of ours that we want to plug that is adjacent to this? Like, we have a, a, a Twitter. Uh, if people actually listen to this, follow us on Twitter. Anime Death Spiral, no A in death. Are we seriously at the the, the lowest point of self-respect that we're going to have to, like, ask people to help us? Yeah, I mean... Is that where yeah, we're at already? It, it couldn't hurt, is all I'm saying. I just want to taste that sweet uh, podcast billions. I know it's out there. I know it's Jeez. out there. I just, want, I just want a taste of it, man. I just want a little taste. Okay, but don't... You can't ask them if you're not willing to put in some legwork. You gotta, <laughs> okay. you gotta get it... You got to get out there and do your grind thing, man. If you want, if you want it, you got to go get it. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. We'll I'll talk anime with you, beautiful and handsome listeners, next week on Anime Death Spiral. Oh, bye. Bye. <laughs>